everybody. Welcome back to Vantage Point Podcast, where we bring insight, keys, and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. I'm your host, Nick, and man, welcome again to another episode of Vantage Point Podcast. We have already kicked off 2024 in a powerful way. This is the fifth year of vantage point we've been a podcast since 2019 uh we've been heard in over 80 countries and over 40 states and so man if this is your first time listening welcome if you've been with us before welcome back and we kicked off 2024 just kind of looking back at some of our best episodes some of um just our top five uh most downloaded episodes and then i took the time and i picked just my five favorite episodes. And so, man, if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, we dropped two episodes every week in January and we gave it one extra week just to to wait until we kicked off our season eight, which is year five. And so how we've done it in the past is usually January is kind of a bonus month. Then we go February, March, April, May will be different series Then we get to June and July, which is our signature series, Person of Interest Summer Takeover. And then we do an August, uh, September, October, November, December season all within the year. And then we redo it again in January, kicking off another um, bonus, some bonus content. So, man, welcome back Um, again. Glad you're listening in. Whatever you're listening on, we're on Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, our website, vantagepoint.us, all of those things you can go uh, listen to all those platforms. But man, I'm 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 excited to what we're about to kick off. Um, God has been really just talking to me about how to drive and 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 shift this uh, podcast and things we talk about. And so this year is we're we're gonna get um, into some things, y'all. We're gonna get into the thick of it. So. Uh, we're gonna kick this thing off. If you've been, if you follow us on social media, you've seen some things as far as like logo art, things like that. Um, but for February, we're kicking off a new series uh, for the entire month, and today is episode one of this series. And this series is titled "Trivial Pursuit." Okay, "Trivial Pursuit," and, and really, what we're focusing on and what we're looking at are just those things that that we pursue in life, right? We're, we're looking at life, right? And, and a while ago, I, I said that, you know, Vantage Point is not, we're, we're not doing sermon series, right? We're doing life series. And so every series is going to be connected to life. It's going to be connected to, again, just like we say in the intro, giving you keys, insight, um, perspective to everyday living, right? And so when I think about trivial pursuit, right, thinking about those things that we pursue and, and, and really, one thing that um, sticks out to me, one particular area of scripture, um, even as I was just thinking about this series and thinking about what where we're going to go with it, praying about it, just Matthew 6.33 just kept popping into me. Um, and, and really it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. And quite honestly, I think we get tunnel vision, right? We start seeking other things. And we're going to talk about those other things, right? And when you think about um, just what that looks like, right? Trivial pursuit, right? And, and I know that's a game. And if you, you know, kind of in my age range or, or maybe a little younger or definitely, you know, um, somewhat older, you remember that game. And, and I, I, for some reason, thought the game was different. Um, excuse me. I thought that the game 
had something to do. And I think I was getting it confused with that game, Trivial Pursuit and Life. And and what I thought it was is like this game that's you're pursuing something and and it's you're gaining things and, and really all Trivial Pursuit is is you're ans- you're answering questions to win a game. That that's the that's the pretty much synopsis of the game. But when I look at it in a deeper way and I think about this series and I think about what we pursue as believers, what we pursue as people, man, we pursue interesting things. Um, and, and if I'm honest, we pursue things with intentions that seem good, but ultimately they don't end up good, right? And, and so this first episode, this first one, we're going to talk about something that we all know about. We're going to talk about uh, money. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about the pursuit of money. And and, and the first thing that, that really stands out to me is when I was just kind of getting insight on this series, getting insight on this concept of, of money. And, and I kept, you know, whether it was social media, the Bible, whatever, because I, I pull resources from everywhere, y'all. I go read, I go look, uh, watch videos, listen to other, like, I, I try to get immersed into the topic, right? And there is so much that um, we can say about money. And I promise this is like 20, 25 minute episode. I'm not going to sit here and talk your ear off for an hour and a half, right? Most podcasts, we're going to keep it in that 20 minute range. But there's so much we could sit here and say when it comes to money. And and one of the things that, because I'm a quote person, and it says a wise person, and the person who said this quote was Jonathan Swift. It says a wise person should have money in their head, but not in their heart. And the one thing that we can say when it comes to money is we all have distorted views or have had distorted views when it comes to money, when it comes to things about money, when it comes to scriptures about money, when it comes to all of these things, like we have turned money into such a a, a topic that we pursue and we pursue tirelessly. And, and for some people, they spend an entire lifetime pursuing money, Right. We we've heard phrases like you know money makes the world go round and money can can money can buy happiness and and all of these things and and all of those things and yes money can do a lot of things it, it definitely can right we we can say it we money can open doors money can open opportunities money can buy things money can lose things you know you can you can be on an emotional high or low when it comes to money like just think about right now if you have a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars in your account how do you feel versus if you have a dollar or you have negative dollars like think about it like those are things that we have experienced in one way or another right we all for those that are listening like we we all didn't have money our whole lives. Maybe you did and maybe you didn't, right? Or maybe you got a lot of money right now. Maybe you don't have a lot of money right now. But we can all say that we have some level of feeling when it comes to money. And ultimately, one of the things that 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 we have to understand is like, that's a big topic in the Bible, right? There, there's quite a few scriptures that that talk about money and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just go through a few of them and you've probably heard them, right? First Timothy six ten says, "For the love of money, is a root of all kinds of evil." 
It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Matthew 6.24 says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Ecclesiastes 5.10 says, He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This is also vanity. Hebrews 13.5, Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I like that last one because we we always tend to focus on the I will never leave you nor, nor forsake you part of scripture, a part of that scripture. But we you never hear anybody read the whole thing, right? The whole verse. Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And, and let me just like kick it off right like with this, right? Being rich, being famous, being wealthy is not sinful. That That is not sinful. And, and let me pause and disclaim, I'm not talking prosperity gospels and all of that. I'm just talking, we're talking practically about money right now, right? And, but it's not sinful to be rich. It's not sinful to have money. It's not sinful to have a savings account. It's not sinful to invest money. That's not sinful, right? But when we make it the primary pursuit in life, it becomes sinful. Okay, again, we read 1 Timothy 6, and six 9, right? People who long to be rich, fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. Like these are things that we, um, when, when it comes to money, right? If you think about it, right? Let's, what does the world say about money, right? The world tells us that the only way to become rich and famous, we set goals and we pursue them. We pursue, we pursue, we run, we go get, we got to keep working. We got to keep doing this. I don't have time to do this. I got to keep working. I don't have time to do this. I got to keep planning. I got to keep doing this. As soon as I make more, I got to do this. I got to keep going. This is not, and here's the wild part about that. It's never enough. Think about it. It'll never be enough. Because there's always more things to get. There's always more things to go do. There's always more things to acquire. There's always more money to be made. Think about just in career growth. Promotions equal money. Like, we'll stay at a job we don't like because of the money. We'll do things for money. Like, there are so many ways that money becomes this pursuit in our lives. And we take our eyes off of the things and off of the people and off of the mindsets that would have us focus on the right things. And and I want to just talk about three people in the Bible real quick, and then we're going to keep going in this. But but there are some people like when we think about this this topic, right? We think about this this being rich and all of these things, right? We think about Paul, right? Paul was not wealthy, right? But he's the most famous, you know, outside of Jesus, of course. Like, Paul is a pretty well-known person in the Bible, right? 
his his fame is, is it, you know, how did he get this, right? He simply did what God put him on earth to do, make disciples. You know, he could claim being well-known. He could claim all of that. And if you look at his accomplishments, you look at the things that he's done, you know, Joseph was slow, sold in a slavery and he had no ambitions to be rich and famous. He, he only, he did the work that was put before him in, in Pontifer's house. He was faithful, resulted in him being in charge and everything. Later in jail, he helped his prisoners. He, he helped his fellow people that were in jail with him. He earned trust and now he became second only to Pharaoh. Joseph focused on what God wanted him to do and became a powerful man, became wealthy, right? If you're second to Pharaoh, you got some money, right? But he never pursued the money. Paul never pursued fame. It was all about pursuing what God wanted them to do. And again, Matthew 6.33, put first Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Like, we get it so wrong, right? And and I'm included in this. I'm raising my hand, right? Like, I've been there too. I've pursued positions and promotions and all of those things. I've pursued them and pursued them and pursued them, right? Knowing that if I get it, I get more money and I can go do these things and I can go do these things and I can provide and I can do this. But I've kept my eye on the wrong prize and money became the pursuit. Wealth became the pursuit. Acquiring things became the pursuit. Like that, that is, that was the pursuit. You know, there I, I've mentioned on many episodes, I'm sure like I am a huge Star Trek fan. And, um, one of the, one of the alien races on Star Trek, um, they are consumed with acquiring wealth. That is their sole purpose in life. Nothing else matters. Matter of fact, their Bible is called the rules of acquisition. And it's all about exploitation, manipulation, gaining wealth, not giving away anything, hoarding for themselves, me, 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 me. And that's ultimately what the pursuit of money does. It makes it about us. It makes it about what we want, what we need, what I have to go get. I have to work hard at this. And then ultimately it'll turn into pride because now you feel like you put in all the work and you're the reason that you have now become this wealthy person in life, right? And Jesus talked about, right, about the love. We said it earlier, the love of money being the root of all evil. Again, back to the original thing we said at the beginning of the episode, money is not evil. It's the love of money. It's the pursuit of money. It's the unhealthy way that we view money that becomes against what God really wants for us, right? And whether you look at that as capitalism or consumerism or whatever way you want to slice the, slice that apple, right? It's the love of money that gets us so focused and off kilter and off scope. We're, we're just out of alignment with what God wants for us. And money becomes our God. Again, you can't serve both, right? And, and, and we can look at 
whether it's it's pastors, we can look at churches, we can look at people that are that are just all of the things that have become money and and it's not something recently, right? These are we've seen this throughout time. Money drives everything. Right? And and we think that if we have more of it, we can do more. And yes, to some degree you can, right? If you have X number of dollars, you can do X number of things. We can we can do it very practically, right? If I have $10, I clearly can't buy a $20 meal, right? But if I have $200, I can buy up to a $200 meal, right? And, and that practically is yes. But when I hear things like money can buy happiness, and you know what? It can for a moment. You can have all the money in the world at that moment and st- and go be happy and buy yourself some happiness. It could be in a car. It could be in a person. It could be in property. Like, you can go buy happiness. But after a while, the car gets old. The purse, like, those things begin to happen. And so then, what do we do? Where do we go from there? How do we, like... That's why it's it's an ebb and flow. That's why you can see millionaires and billionaires committing suicide. Because with all the money in the world, with all the resources in the world, you know, I was having this conversation uh, with somebody and it was based on a video. Like if you're a billionaire, and I think I've heard this um, on, on an interview, I think it was the Cat Williams interview with, with um, Shannon Sharp, a billion dollars? You could do whatever you want in this earth. Think about it. You can buy companies. You can go to space. You can build a bunker. Like Facebook CEO building a bunker. The the one guy goes into space. I can't think of his name right off the top of my head. You can do whatever you want. Donald Trump is a billionaire. He can do what he wants. And ask questions and, and figure it out later. But are they really happy? Is it really what they wanted to pursue, right? It, it, is it really what is the right thing to pursue? And, and when we really break it down, when we really think about money, when we really think about it, what is what is wealth? What are those things to us? Is this really what we want to do? Like, have you ever gotten like to a point and you had a certain amount of money and and you're, and in a moment, you're probably ecstatic, you're probably happy, you're probably all these things. And then at one moment, you probably go back to thinking something that when you, it might be a poverty mindset still there. It might be something to a degree where you think, I'm not worthy to have all this. Or, Or whatever the case is. But but the truth of the matter is, is like it's such a a a dangerous road to live on. And, and I love this. It's, it's a Chinese proverb. It says, "Money can buy you a house, but it cannot make it a home." And, and see, money can provide a lot of things, but it can't give you joy. It can't give you peace. Those two things come from God. 
I, I you know, I, I remember the song. We go way back in this, and I'm I'm 40, so you know, P. Diddy and all of that, man, mo money, mo problems. Like that was a, that was a thing. Like that was a song, and, and we and that it's such a it's a cliche like way to call a song, but when you think about it, it's so true. More money creates more problems. It has some solutions too. Don't don't get me wrong. Like we're we're practical on vantage points. So I understand like money will solve some things, but it's gonna create some chaos in the process. And, and and when you look back, and when I look back, like the things that I pursued in my 20s and the things that I pursued in my 30s, like where did it get me now? Like what did it cost me? Like, think about that. What did the pursuit of money cost you? Because everything has a price. Everything has a price. What did it cost you to pursue money? Did you really get what you wanted in the end? Were you really satisfied with what happened? Were you really satisfied with how it ended up? Were you really satisfied about the result? Like, what were the things that ultimately led to those things? And and it's such an interesting like concept. Again, like going back to one of the, you know, misquoted verses in the Bible or misunderstood, right? That first Timothy 6.10 that we read earlier. It's often misquoted. And most people say money is the root of all evil. But the verse says the love of money. Is a root of all kinds of evil. Sin is the root of all evil. And why, when we think about that, greed causes us to do things we wouldn't normally do. And that's ultimately what that scripture is talking about. And that's when money becomes the love of money. It's greed. I got to have it. I got to have more. I need more. I need more. Right? And, and, and when we think about that, Jealousy, greed, pride, I should have this, I gotta have that, I gotta do all this to get that. And there's this lack of contentment, number one, but there's also a lack of of, of obedience to what God is telling us in Matthew 6.33 when he says, seek first the kingdom of righteousness, right standing. And and I'm gonna end with this, and and this is it's such a microcosm and just such a up understanding, and it kind of just brings all of this here. But there's one particular scripture. It's in Matthew 19, uh, starts at verse 16, and and it's it's a very well known, very well known scripture, and it says, "And behold, a young a man came up to him, saying, Teacher.'" What good deed must I do 
to have eternal life. And he said to him, why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? And Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your mother and father. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young men said to him, I've kept all of these. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. So there comes this rich young guy. He's got all the stuff. He's got all the money. He's got all the possessions that this world could offer. And he asked Jesus, how do I get eternal life, my guy? How do I get that? Jesus tells him to follow the commandments. Simple. Follow these things. And I'm not saying that's simple. I'm saying the response is simple. And then the man says, I've done all that. What else do I need to do? And what Jesus answers him next is he, he basically tests the young man's ability and tells him to sell all his possessions and give it to the poor and follow him. And in that moment, the young man couldn't do it. His wealth, his desire and pursuit of money and possessions and and greed had overtaken him to the point that he wouldn't even sell them to get eternal life. And after that encounter, Jesus turns to his disciples and he says, truly, I say to you, only will a difficult, only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And what Jesus is saying is that wealth, the pursuit of money, is the biggest obstacle to coming to faith in Christ. See, wealth, that pursuit of money becomes our idol. It becomes our our master in our lives, and it drives us to do all these things that keep us further and further away from God. But even with all that, there's still the good news because what's impossible for man is possible with God. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for another episode to come before your people, Father. Thank you as we learn to reshift our minds, Father God, and focus on you and seek you first, Father God. Help us with our pursuit of money, Father God. Help us understand its purpose, Father God. Help us understand its its godly position in our lives, Father God. Allow us to, to subvert those thoughts, Father God. Allow us to, to make recompense, Father God, to, to turn away, repent from the pursuit of money, Father God, and allow us to seek the things that are of you, Father God, and only you, and allow other things to manifest as we first seek you, Father God. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. 
Again, thank y'all, man, so much. Again, this this series, um, it, it, it's going to be different. It's going to it's going to sound a little different, but it, it's it's ordained. It's what God wants to do, and I'm all for that. And I'm telling you, you don't want to miss an episode of this uh, Trivial Pursuit series, man. Make sure you share. Make sure you like, subscribe, share all of those things. Links are going to be posted on my social media. That's on Instagram, I am Nick Ruffin. Um, again, Instagram, I A M N I C K R U F F I N. Wherever you are watching around the world, thank you for sticking with us. This is year five. We're taking things up, we're turning it up, man, and continue, continue to seek insight, keys, and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. It'll change your world and your life. God bless you.